Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 67 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. And a couple of things to get through today. Uh, first and foremost, hockey is back. There were six games last night, and unfortunately, the Rangers, not one of those teams that was in action. And you hear that, and you figure, okay, well, we didn't play on Monday. We'll probably play on Tuesday, right? No, the Rangers don't play on Tuesday, and then it's like, okay, well, certainly Wednesday. No. All right, well, it's got to be Thursday. No. The Rangers don't play another game until Friday, which is four days after the second half of the season starts and the All-Star break ends. And it's just like, it's just another one of those weird scheduling quirks that we've seen this season. There have been a lot of examples of this. Uh, Most recently, this month, you had the Rangers playing the Islanders three times in eight days, which just kind of sounds like a recipe for disaster when you consider the intense nature of the rivalry. And then, you know, to start the season, it was very strange as well because the Rangers played two games relatively quickly and then they were off for about a week for no real apparent reason. So, you know, I I mean, I don't think it's a conspiracy against the Rangers or anything like that, but it's just, it's just, there's been a couple of these examples of just some weird things going on with the schedule this season. And this is just the latest example of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Rangers, there's nothing they can really do but wait. I mean, they're back at practice and all that good stuff. And you know, they'll have uh, back-to-back to kick off the second half. That's the other weird thing. You start the second half here now with a back-to-back. You've got a game on Friday at home against the Red Wings at 7 p.m., and then as the calendar turns to February, you've got a game at Detroit on Saturday. So playing the same team with a back-to-back, a home and home back-to-back, and then that kicks off a very busy February The Rangers will play 15 games in the 29 days of February, which, I mean, that's fine. You know, as the season progresses in the NHL, I think you start to see teams kind of play more and more frequently. The the schedule becomes a little bit denser, and and that's fine. You know, bring it on. It's more hockey. It's more fun for all of us. The Rangers basically going to be playing just about every other day in the month of February, and it's it's sink or swim time. You know, if the Rangers are going to make any kind of a run at this thing, uh, it's going to start now, and it's going to start with these two games against the Detroit Red Wings because the Red Wings are just absolutely awful, and that might not be very nice, but it's accurate, and at some point there's really no other way to say it. The Red Wings are 12, 35, and 4 this season, so essentially 12 wins, 39 losses. Uh, That's just one of the worst seasons you'll ever see in this league, and they're more than 13 points behind the Kings, and the Kings have the second worst record in the league. They're just kind of in their own world of inept play right now. And again, not to kick a team while they're down, but if the Rangers, once again, if they're going to make any kind of a playoff run, they got to find a way to get four points in these two days. And I realize that's not always an easy thing to do, regardless of your opponent, to sweep both ends of a back-to-back, especially coming out of the All-Star break. You know, the Rangers haven't played in almost two weeks, and they're going to have to maybe take a period or so to kind of find their footing, find their legs, get their groove back, and we'll see how it goes. But come hell or high water, somehow the Rangers are going to have to find a way to take both of these games from the Red Wings, make up some ground in the standings, because if you look at it right now, the Rangers 23-21-4 coming out of the All-Star break, that's good for 50 points. And they are 11 points behind the Carolina Hurricanes. The Hurricanes 
are the last team into the playoffs if the season ended right now. And the Canes have 61 points with a record of 29-18-3. So the Rangers trying to chase down the Hurricanes, among other teams. And again, 11 points out of the playoffs. And if you're going to have... If you're going to cause the front office to maybe think twice about having fire sale 3.0, it, it's got to start this weekend and it's got to start with a couple of wins. And hopefully at that point, you know, the Rangers can build a little bit of momentum and they can just kind of be on their way and, and have a great month of February and basically just scratch and claw their way back into this thing. Even if the Rangers do go on a run, I, I really don't think it's going to change them into buyers at the trade deadline and nor should it. But maybe if they can climb back into the the playoff fight just a little bit here, then maybe it at least causes the Rangers from trading away as many pieces as they may otherwise trade if if you know the Rangers continue to slip down the standings and continue to get farther and farther out of the playoff spot. But yeah, it can't be understated. It's a huge couple of games against the Detroit Red Wings, and we'll talk about it a little bit more later in the week as the games get closer. But yeah, they're they're must win games. And as of right now, the Rangers have not announced a starting goalie for either game. And at this point, guys, you know, your your guess is as good as mine. If I really had to to take a stab at it, I would think maybe Georgiev would get the first game. But, I mean, again, this this is just a guess. I hesitate to even call it an educated guess because, you know, with these goalies, there's three of them, first of all. So that makes it, by nature, harder to predict who's going to get the, the start. But also... The Rangers have been a little bit unpredictable with this. Uh, Shesterkin's use since coming up from the minors has been erratic. And then again, you, you know, you've also got Lundqvist, and, and he's played very sparingly over the last month or so. So maybe the Rangers, you know, out of respect for him, they want to give him a start uh, coming out of the all-star break here. But yeah, really, your guess is as good as mine. We'll see. I, I just kind of a gut feel that they might go with Georgiev. And then, of course, you've got the back-to-back. Maybe maybe Lundqvist gets the next one in. And speaking of goalies, Igor Shosturkin was sent down to the AHL Hartford Wolfpack during the All-Star break. The Rangers looking to get him a little bit more work, which I think makes complete sense. He hadn't been playing a lot anyway for the Rangers, and you've got the All-Star break, so naturally there's not going to be any hockey going on at the NHL for a while, and it made all the sense in the world to send him to the Wolfpack and get him some game action there. Shosturkin played both games of a back-to-back on Friday and Saturday. First on Friday, he won both games. On Friday, he defeated the Bridgeport Sound Tigers 4-1. to He stopped 31 of 32 shots in that game, so uh, just a vintage Shesterkin performance for the Wolfpack. And then on Saturday, he continued his strong play in the AHL. Once again, he comes up with 28 of 30 shots, and the Wolfpack in that game defeat the Lehigh Valley Phantoms 4-2. to so Shesterkin in two games with the Wolfpack, he allows just three goals, and he actually improved his goals against average in that league. It drops from 1.93 to 1.90. And, you know, again, there's not really much else for Igor Shesterkin to do in the minors, and we'll see again how the Rangers continue to handle this three-goalie situation at the NHL level. I think at some point, you know, I've maintained this, I think at some point you got to just give Shesterkin a lot of rope and just kind of let him do his thing. And we'll see if that means trading Georgiev because it certainly seems like there are teams that are interested. And it could also mean trying to convince Henrik Lundqvist to waive his no-move clause. But once again, I've talked about this before. I don't see that happening. I think he finished his career as a New York Ranger. And we'll see. I mean, maybe nobody gets traded. Maybe they just kind of try to navigate through the rest of the season with three goalies. That sounds like uh, quite the challenge, but I suppose it's possible. Maybe the Rangers just don't want to give up Georgiev, even though they have Shesterkin. And maybe they just kind of want to wait this thing out and wait for Lundqvist's contract to expire after next season. Or maybe even try to buy him out in the offseason. I mean, it kind of seems sacrilegious to do that to Henrik Lundqvist. But 
this is a business, and the Rangers, they might feel like they have two really young goalies that they feel very, very good about. And maybe maybe this isn't all just posturing on Jeff Gordon's part because he's remained very steadfast that he is not going to just give Alex Georgiev away. He has a very high asking price, and I'm not so sure that other teams are going to meet that. I know Kasperi Kapanen from the Maple Leafs is a name that's kind of been floated around, and I would do that. I mean, maybe that's why I'm not the GM of an NHL team. And Kasper, and it's not like he's, you know, set the world on fire during his time at the NHL level, but he is a young player. He is still highly thought of, and he's a guy who's gotten better every single season that he's been in the league. So a player like that, yeah, sign me up. I'd be all for making a trade like that, especially because it certainly seems like the Rangers will be going with Igor Shosturkin as a starting goalie moving forward. So I'm just not sure how much value Georgiev has to you. I mean, yes, Georgiev has potential and he has played well at times this season, but if I can get a good young player like a Kasperi Kapanen, a promising young player like that in exchange for a guy who likely will not be the starting goalie for the Rangers at any point, then I'm going to go ahead and do that. I briefly talked about Chris Kreider and Ryan Strom yesterday. You know, Ryan Strom voicing his desire to remain with the Rangers through the trade deadline and beyond. And also Chris Kreider, you know, kind of just taking everything in stride. I think he's handled it about as well as he can. And in the story with Sportsnet, Chris Kreider talked about the possibility of being traded. And he said, you might not believe it, but there's no challenge. I'm just worried about winning hockey games. Winning solves a lot of problems. It's the old adage and probably a little bit cliche, but we're taking it one day at a time, one game at a time, and just trying to get better. And I think we are getting better. I think our group is worlds better than we were at the beginning of the year. And so, yeah, you know, it it sounds like, and I think he's actually said something along these lines. The way Kreider sees it, he's a ranger until somebody tells him that he's not. And that's a great mentality to have because these guys aren't dumb. You know, they know that their names are coming up in trade talk. They're asked about it by reporters. And I'm sure, you know, I don't know how many highlights, you know, Chris Kreider watches when he goes home. I don't know if he puts on the NHL network or anything like that, but Yeah, I mean, he's one of the most coveted guys available around the trade deadline here, and he's going to be reminded of it basically at any turn. And he's played very well recently, and he earned his all-star game appearance over this past weekend, and he's been on fire lately. I mean, he's playing some great hockey and doing all this despite his name coming up in trade talks on a nearly constant basis. And then just shifting gears to Ryan Strom, you know, we talked about him a little bit yesterday as well, and he talked to the New York Post not too long ago about the potential of being traded because, again, you know, he knows that his contract is up after this season. He knows how this business works. He knows it's at least a possibility that he could be dealt at the deadline, and this is what he had to say about that. He says, I've been traded twice now. The third time wouldn't be anything that I'm not used to. I love it here, though. I really hope I stay. I feel like I've lived in New York for so long. It's my second home. The coaching staff and the management here, I think I've found a little bit of a home. Whatever happens, happens. It's a business, but I think you just take everything in stride as an athlete. And yeah, you know, it's kind of, it's one of those things where if you're Ryan Stroman, I said something similar about Brennan Lemieux when we did our two-part trade deadline special not that long ago. If you're Ryan Strom or Brennan Lemieux, you have found more success, and in Lemieux's case, more playing time, and in Strom's case, more points You know, he's having a career best season. He's on pace to set career highs pretty much across the board. I don't know why you would want to go anywhere else. And Ryan Strom especially, because the dude gets to play on a line with Artemi Panarin. I don't know if he gets traded. I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know who his new line mates are going to be. But I don't think he's going to have a player of Artemi Panarin's caliber on the same line with him on a nightly basis like he is right now. 
So we'll see. I mean, but yeah, I'm not surprised at all to hear this. If I'm Ryan Strom, you know, again, this is a guy who's kind of kicked around a little bit. He was a very high draft pick and he's had a decent career, but certainly maybe he has never quite hit his potential until this season because he's got 12 goals and 43 points in 48 games, nearly a point per game for Ryan Strom. I don't think anybody could have seen that coming before the season started. And yes, again, playing with Panarin helps. But Ryan Strom has taken advantage of a big-time opportunity here, and he has been great for the Rangers. Really a breakout player and one of the more pleasant surprises on the blue shirts this season. And yeah, you know, it could be tricky because, you know, how much do teams pay for him in the offseason? When he is a free agent, does he land a big contract because he's having such a great season? Or does he get a not-so-big contract because his numbers before this season pale in comparison to what he's doing right now? So we'll see because Ryan Strom is a... An interesting case in free agency, and, you know, we'll see. Maybe the Rangers can sit down with him before the trade deadline and make something happen. I'd like to see, and I've talked about this before as well during the trade deadline special, but I'd like to see at least one of these veterans, at least one of these impending free agents, retained on a long-term contract before the trade deadline gets here. And whether that's Strom or Kreider or somebody else, I just want to see them, I want to see the Rangers do something. I don't want it to just be this mentality of, you know, constantly being in this cycle of, of moving veterans for draft picks and young players. And I understand the need to do that overall, but we've had two trade deadline fire sales in each of the last two seasons, and nobody really during either of those deadlines was retained with the Rangers long-term. So I want to see at least one player. Just give me one player, whether it's Kreider, Strom, maybe you can go to D'Angelo, or even, you know, kind of a role player like Brendan Lemieux. Show me something, Ranger front office. Show me that somebody is going to be valued and held on to long-term. Because I don't want to be in this situation every season where the Rangers are just cycling the veterans out of the room and just bringing in prospects and or draft picks that may or may not work out. Especially when you've got good players like Chris Kreider and Ryan Stroman, guys that you know are, are contributing to the team this season and could be very good Rangers for a long time going forward. Because it's not like any of these guys are in their mid to late 30s and they have to be traded now before their games fall apart. They're good players right now. They'll be good players for years to come. So, yeah, I mean, just almost like as an act of good faith. Let me just see the Rangers re-sign one of these guys. That's that's all I'm asking for here. We also have another Leas Anderson update. He has been loaned to HV71 of the Swedish Hockey League by the Rangers. And, of course, Anderson, you know, he left the Wolfpack. He was suspended by the team. He was dealing with an injury. He's requested a trade. It, it's just been kind of one thing after another with Leas Anderson. There's been speculations about bullying in the locker room and, and mental health for Leas Anderson. And it, it's really hard to know exactly what's going on. If you're not there behind the closed doors with the Rangers, then you really don't know for sure. And the Rangers, you know, they've played it pretty close to the vest. But from what I understand, Leas Anderson has at least begun to talk to John Davidson again. But I think this probably ends with Leas Anderson getting traded. At this point, I mean, there's just been so much that's happened. And again, it's not all on Leas Anderson. And I, I've, I've mentioned this before, but the Rangers, as good as they've been with their young players and these prospects coming up from the Wolfpack, they have not been good with Leas Anderson. And they have not really put him in a position to thrive when he's been on the Rangers. He's, again, just out there centering the fourth line with guys who are allergic to scoring goals. So... Yeah, I mean, the Rangers not blameless in this situation either, but at this point, I just feel like the only way this can really end is with Leas Anderson being traded. And unfortunately, if you're the Rangers, you kind of are probably just going to have to take dimes on the dollar in exchange for Leas Anderson. And it's it's unfortunate because the Rangers took him seventh overall in the NHL draft, and 
that just at this point looks like a waste of a pick because it doesn't look like he's ever going to be an impactful New York Ranger. And not only that, but it looks like the return in a trade of Leah Sanderson is going to be pretty modest to say the least because the Rangers, they can't, they're not in a position where they can ask for a lot for him because he's done nothing at the NHL level. So we'll see how it goes. And maybe, you know, I'll talk about this a little bit more in a future episode we've done. We did the two-part trade deadline special where I rank the impending free agents from least important to most important. Go back and check out those episodes if you get the chance. Again, it was a two-parter. But I might also do another episode, maybe this week, maybe next week, where we look at additional Rangers who could be traded. Not necessarily guys who are playing out the last year of their contract. There's guys like Leah Anderson who could be traded. Uh, maybe Henrik Lundqvist, but again, you know, there's not really a whole lot to say with Lundqvist because he, I just don't for a second believe he's going to waive that no move clause. Uh, but there could also be, you know, Brady Shea's name has come up a couple of times. I'm sure the Rangers would at least listen to offers on Brady Shea because they have a lot of good young defensemen on the team right now and a lot of good young defensemen in the AHL who could be coming down the pipe and might be on the Rangers maybe later this season or as soon as next season. And Brady Shea has such a big contract. It gets to the point where it's like, you know, do we really need this guy just because just because there's so many great young defensemen on the way and they would cost a whole lot less. So we'll see if the Rangers want to move a guy like Brady Shea and Pavel Buchnevich is another one. You know, he's a free agent after next season. So it's possible that, you know, the Rangers would move him. I, I don't think it's the time to trade Pavel Buchnevich, though, because he's not exactly on fire right now. And I still think there's some potential there. I think the dude has a lethal shot when he actually chooses to use it. So I'm not going to give away Pavel Buchnevich right now. When his value is low, I would hang on to him through next season. We could have this conversation again at the trade deadline next year. Maybe by that point, if Buchnevich hasn't really kind of taken off with the Rangers, then maybe that's when you look to move him. That is certainly an option. And then there's guys like Brennan Smith. You know, Brennan Smith is a free agent after next season, but it's possible the Rangers could move him at this deadline. He's proven to be a versatile player. I would imagine that teams trading for him might want to move him back to defense rather than just throw him out there on the fourth line. And Brendan Smith, you know, it's a very selfless thing that he did, being willing to change positions for the Rangers. But bottom line, uh, to be paying a fourth-line winger who brings really nothing to the table as far as offense goes, for the Rangers to be paying somebody who has that role as much as they're paying Brendan Smith, it just feels out of place. And so I, I would imagine the Rangers would be looking to move him and that rather expensive contract that Brendan Smith has. But yeah, like I said, we're, we're kind of just scratching the surface right now with all these guys. We'll save the in-depth analysis for another episode. But yeah, as far as Leah Anderson, I mean, listen, it's good that he's playing hockey again. He seems to be happy. And I think it's probably best for all parties if the Rangers try to work out a trade with somebody and maybe, you know, he can go to their minor league team. And, and maybe we even see Leah Anderson back in the NHL on another team a little bit later this season. But yeah, it's one of those things that it just doesn't feel like it's going to work out between Leah Anderson and the Rangers. So yeah, that's going to pretty much do it for today. The Rangers, of course, once again, not back in action until Friday. It's just ridiculous that we have to wait this long. I mean, there were games last night, and now we still have to wait, you know, today, tomorrow, the next day, and then finally the Rangers back in action against the Red Wings on Friday. As far as the rest of the week, you know, we'll find some other stuff to get into. I'd love to be able to talk about a Ranger hockey game. That would be fantastic. But of course, you know, the schedule makers... And again, I don't think it's any conspiracy against the Rangers or anything like that, but there's just some weird things going on with the Rangers' schedule this season. And having to wait four days after the All-Star break ends to finally play in your first hockey game 
post break is just the latest quirk in this in this bizarre schedule that the Rangers have been dealt this season. But regardless, you know, we'll get there and the Rangers will be back in action against the Red Wings and hopefully we can start with two points. As far as the rest of the week goes, I got a couple other ideas for, you know, how to, how to basically pass the time here together as we wait for the Rangers to once again take the ice. And we might also do another crossover episode with Locked on Red Wings. That wouldn't be until Friday and we'll just preview the back-to-back that the Rangers are going to be playing against Detroit. And if we get really desperate, I could always read some more old posts from New York Ranger message boards from 2001 or I could tell you why. I think Mighty Ducks 3 might be the best film in the franchise. We'll see. You know, there's always, if you look hard enough, there's always something you can talk about, especially when it comes to New York Ranger hockey. For now, we'll just hang in there for a couple more days, and eventually it's going to be really fun on Friday to see the Rangers back that, out there on the ice. And again, you know, they got to start with two points right there against the Red Wings and follow it up with another two points on Saturday. So again, we'll have all that to look forward to. And once again, thanks for joining the show, guys. If you want to get in touch with this podcast, send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com and definitely give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, guys, thanks for tuning in. I will see you next time.